Welcome back to Detroit Strange. Yep, this podcast. The one you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am still in on a weird microphone. <laughs> I guess you could say that our lives are pretty crazy. Oh my god, y'all. I, I just get slipping a weird character at home alone. I was like, hi, my name's so-and-so, and my life is pretty crazy. <laughs> like, just sitting there doing nothing. It. Yeah. You gotta make your own fun. You Sometimes. do. You should be putting it on TikTok for the world to see. Um, I just, like, I honestly just checked TikTok because I was like, did it go away yet? Is it still here? I check it every once in a while just to, like, see if it's still functioning. Yeah, I was on it uh, this morning for a little bit. It seems fine. Uh, yeah. I'm very confused by the whole situation with it. I don't really Same. understand what's happening. Like, is it going away or is it just not being downloadable? I don't. I don't know either. Um, I guess I'm just going to keep keep on keeping on. If it goes away, I mean, I've lived without it before. I mean, I don't really go on it a ton now, but mm-hmm. it's something I enjoy it. I enjoy when I'm on it. Mm-hmm. I I like it because I figured out it's kind of like mini YouTube and I never got like into watching things on YouTube because it's like a, a huge time investment. Yeah. Because, you know, there's any length of video, whereas this is like a minute snippet. It's like YouTube Digest. <laughs> yeah, which is perfect for me. Yeah. Um, Stack it up in the bathroom. No, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. These are all <laughs> my TikToks I put in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. here's my tiktok basket yes <laughs> did you my mom always did have like a pile of readers digest in the bathroom did she ever have like the chicken soup for the sewing soul i don't think so um uh, maybe i don't remember that i mean i remember that book i always like saw those and i was like why that guy made so much money i actually just saw like a thing and he was talking about um because he just like manifestation work and things like that yeah and he wrote it kind of like on a weird like gut whim type situation yeah and then it just became every other household in the world had them at some point you know kind of a thing right and i'm just like wow that's crazy it's funny because i remember seeing them everywhere and i don't think i ever mm-hmm. had the urge to pick one up or if i did i just like flipped the pages like twice and i was like i'm mm-hmm. good i don't think i ever divulged into them but i feel like i've heard stories from them because they were part of something else part of me hopes that on the inside they're just like lorem ipsum dollar like just like base like just like the filler text like Mm -hmm. everyone just has them for display but they don't actually say anything in them that's what i hope (laughs) i don't think it's true but because isn't the whole concept though it's like people's stories of like i think so i think they're supposed to be like uplifting and like yeah. unexpected happiness type things or something. Yeah. Like definitely a live, laugh, love before live, laugh, love yeah. live, laugh, love. This is not a chicken soup for the soul podcast. though. Not at all. <laughs> There's two things we don't love here. It's chicken soup and souls. <laughs> so the two of them together. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. We had a bonfire on Friday. We and that did. Was pretty fun. It was so much fun. It was nice to like actually talk in person and not through Zoom, which was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was so exciting. Yeah, and it was like a good night for a bonfire. It was a little chilly, but I don't mind that because mm-hmm. like you just build the fire bigger. 
Although mm-hmm. I feel like that, I don't know if it's like what's been going on, but I feel like lately when I build a fire, it's like I keep throwing logs on it. And I'm like, why aren't you burning better? <laughs> and like, maybe they're a little damp or something, but I feel like fire used to be bigger when I'd make them. <laughs> has, has fire gotten smaller? Has fire gotten smaller? Science, please, please call in. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was a lovely bonfire, though. I was yeah. very impressed. Uh, I thought the logs were good. Your sticks were good. Just yeah. all around A plus bonfire. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Had some nice ciders with it. Yeah, yeah. And pull Great. apart Twizzlers, which oh my gosh, chef that was kisses. so exciting. Yeah, yeah. And Lisa came for a bit, which was also exciting. My roommate, Lisa. yeah, friend of the show, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for hosting. No problem. Glad you could come. Me too. Yeah, I've been feeling more social lately, which is, I mean, obviously there's uh, things we can't do socially, yeah. but. Out, I, like, I feel like it's the time to soak up all the last the outdoor gatherings because it is yeah. getting quite chilly in the evenings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's perfect Ugh. fall activities weather, like go to the apple orchard, mm-hmm. um, frolic through the woods. Which, yeah, I'm excited to go to an apple orchard. I want to get some bushels. And like I told you, I really want to make homemade cider. Ooh, I mean, nice. I'll probably buy cider, too, because, like, yeah. I'm there. But I want to make some cider, because, surprise, surprise, I saw a TikTok, and <laughs> now I'm interested. I made applesauce yesterday, because my coworker, oh. she brought me, like, a... She's like, I have all these things for you, and just kind of, like... It was cool. There's actually she dropped on this board game, which we'll have to play sometimes. It's uh, like looks like it's made from like the 70s or early 80s. It's called Personalysis. And it has oh. like Rochart blot like ink blot tests. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the game. And I'm like, I haven't read the instructions yet, but it looks very interesting. Sounds interesting. Probably haunted. Oh, for sure. So it's a game I've never heard of that came from like a free pile somewhere. We'll light some candles. I'll bring some crystals. It'll be cool. Yeah. We'll yeah. meet some cool ghosts or something. Yeah. I'll bring I'll bring some some Himalayan salt for protection or something. I yes. Think a protection thing. I'll just get wine. Oh, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. Like, this is the time of year that, like, I feel like I always see, like, well, first of all, witches brew. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's... Not great, but it's good. like I love it. It's not good, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Or like I don't know what I'm saying. One of those two. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Where it's it's kind of just it's like not... it's not good wine, but it's a good fall beverage. If you warm it up too, it's Ooh, actually yeah. pretty decent. I love it warmed up. I was gonna say it's a little much for me cold now because it's like thick. I don't know, but like warmed up. <laughs> no, warmed I was just up, thinking about it. Yeah, just, yeah. It's definitely better warmed. Um, I just was thinking back to last year I was camping and there's just a picture of me drinking straight from the bottle of Witch's Brew while cooking a Pop-Tart over the fire. Um, Sounds perfect. Yeah. Did you know they make pretzel Pop-Tarts now? Yeah, I saw those at the store. I bought I Pop-Tarts I saw at a gas recently. station. I have not had a Pop-Tart in forever. I picked up one of the pretzel ones thinking... Maybe I'll take this home and make Lisa try this with me. But I put it back because I didn't need it. Yeah. But now I kind of wish I had tried it because I'm just curious. That's happened to me so many times lately. Of just yeah. like I pick something up and I'm like, 
I don't need it. Then I get like a couple hours later at home, like, why didn't I get the candy? It was in my hand. And now I just want it. Mm-hmm. So if anybody out there has tried the pretzel pop tart, please, please DM me. Right Let in. me know. Give us <laughs> right a review of this pop tart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put on Apple Podcasts. I don't care. I just want to know how the pretzel pop tart is. Maybe um, we'll have a pop. Maybe like next episode, I'll give us some pop tarts. So we can do some pop tart tasting. Maybe. I love a pop tart. <laughs> I hate how much I love a pop tart. My co oh, no, makes fun of me. How much I love pop tarts. That is completely the problem. That's why I don't buy them. Like I bought um the, like mixed pack that's like strawberry, blueberry, and cherry. Mm-hmm. And you can buy mixed packs? Yeah, they have like they're like six wow. pop tarts or six packages of pop tarts, like mm-hmm. two of each flavor. I highly recommend. I can't. I literally, if I have pop tarts around, no, it's not good. I can't do it. I have to get like the onesie pack or a special event where other people are also eating the pop tarts. No. Yeah, I would definitely get yeah. that. It's not a one and done situation otherwise, and that's dangerous. Oh, I know. Measure. They're so good though. I hate how good they are. I actually want to make some though, because there's a bunch of like homemade pop tart recipes out there. I made a blueberry hand pie. Oh. It was kind of like a pop tart. I mean, it was like a. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's just like It'll, a thinner hand pie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Pop tarts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you sipping on anything? Um, a lovely iced coffee. Uh, I woke up a little hungover from yesterday, so I was like, I'm not tempting the beast. <laughs> uh, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So. But I want to post a picture because I made some beautiful apple cider mimosas yesterday. Is that what you're drinking? Kind of. Um, I had one apple, so I stewed it uh-huh. for a while this morning. And, what you know, just a couple spices or whatnot in it, too. Um, I kind of burnt it a little. That's my fault because I was doing other things. And, yeah. But it wasn't too bad. So I took the juices from that and a little bit of orange juice. And made a orange apple mimosa. So it's not quite an apple cider, but it's kind of like a quick cider. Yeah. Into it. Yeah, I mushed the apples a little too. And yeah. And there's a cinnamon stick in here, but you can't see it because it fell. Yeah. I do kind of miss having like the drink of the week with our show, but like mm-hmm. it's hard with quarantine. So I think like. Like maybe when we make, even if it's not even for the show, I wouldn't be mad about posting just like, here's drinks. I'm because I don't know. I kind of miss posting our drinks and stuff. Yeah, I really only make drinks though for the show. For, yeah, I mean, I'm that's, also drinking. Yeah, so I do have to tell you about this. This is in my giant mug. It's cold. It's iced now because it's been sitting. But this is my homemade pumpkin latte. Ooh, with the pumpkin yeah. butter. Yeah, I made pumpkin butter the other day because I love it and I'm basic. Uh, but I like making it at home because A, your house smells great. B, you know, pumpkin has some benefits. I forget they are, but there's some health benefits. So I tell yeah. myself that. And then you can like control the sugar. Like I can yeah. make the syrup in it. And it does make like a little sludge at the bottom of the latte, but then you're actually still drinking the pumpkin. So I'm like, yeah. I think it's better than just a pumpkin spice situation personally. And... Then I used the espresso maker that you gifted us. Yes. It's been a darn delight. I'm glad it's getting used. To make a fancy coffee. Yeah. 
Because like I got a new coffee maker and I was like, I don't want I want this to go to a good home. And I think you were the best home. It's been used, I think, every day since you've uh, gifted it. I'm so happy to hear that. Either a pumpkin latte or a lavender latte. Because I like that. And I love it. And thank you. I'm going to make a sip noise. Uh, that was a good sip. <laughs> thank you. So speaking of cooking things in your house smelling like that, I made salsa yesterday. I made 18 <sighs> pints. 18 pints of salsa. Yowzes. Yeah. So my house just like smells like salsa. Which delicious. It's good, but I feel like I'd like pumpkin better. Does it just make you hungry all the time? Um, again, a little hungover, so it doesn't make me like super hungry, but I'm like, oh, it doesn't smell awful. I guess uh not mad about this. Fair. Yeah. Well, I'll trade you some pumpkin butter for some salsa. We've Deal. already talked about this. I'm not gonna lie. We've already talked about this trade. Oh, I know. It's not a in the This trade has been in the works. It has been okayed. Since Friday. Yeah. We are trading our homemade goods because uh sharing is caring i guess mm-hmm. i feel like that w- that's what winter is gonna be too <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's make a bunch of one shit and drop it off at each other's houses love this idea especially because i'm starting to cook more like tonight i'm making mm-hmm. ina gardens pasta or penne arabiata yeah. i think i'm saying that right there's a lot of vowels mm-hmm. but i'm very excited because i'm using my new dutch oven i love that which, for those of you out there, it's not just like a farting under the blankets thing. It's actually yeah. a kitchen utensil. A good one, too. I want one. Yeah. Give me that Dutch oven, baby. Yes. The kind, <laughs> the physical kind, not fart blankets. Yeah, the cooking kind. Yeah. We don't call that a Dutch oven here. We call those fart cocoons. Gross. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but accurate. Yeah. But accurate. Yeah. Um, no, I've been cooking a little bit more too, which has been nice, but I've been doing like soups, uh, just because we had a bunch of vegetables. So I made like homemade tomato soup from a tomato confit that I made, which is just fancy for cooked in oil. Um, and then I made a plant-based broccoli cheddar, which was really exciting. And actually I like it. And I have some plant-based chorizo that I've been like cooking up and putting in it. And it's. Because sometimes when I do these soups, they're good for like the first bowl, but then I get and get like sick of them. One hundred percent. Like you can't make a small bowl of soup. It, it just right. You can't just make like two bowls of soup. It's usually like here's a big pot of soup. Exactly. So I was very excited, but yeah, it was, it's carrot based because we had a bunch of carrots. Yeah. So it's like carrot cashew almond based. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah, and then uh, nutritional yeast and some other spices. But I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself right now. Not yeah, <laughs> get it, girl. I love this culinary journey for both of us. Yes, yes. Let's keep updating each other. Yes, I bet like all the uh, listeners are like, "Fuck!" Why do they keep talking about food? Because I know when I hear hungry. people talk about food, we made them so hungry. Mm-hmm. We apologize. Sorry, guys. Go get a snack. Go get a snack, and then we'll tell you a story. Yeah. Or Jess will Start tell all of us snack. a story. Yeah. Start bringing a snack when you're you're gonna listen. Bring your favorite bevy. Bring. Oh God, I said bevy. Yeah. Who it's am okay. I? Um, beverage. Bring your favorite beverage and your favorite snack. 
snack. <laughs> get a snack, word. get a beverage, sit down and listen to uh, us. Mm, mm, yes, but get get all the things. And maybe Make some cozy socks. What? Charcuterie board? Make a charcuterie board. Charcuterie. <laughs> charcuterie? No, that's a that thing on TikTok. Is like, you've been calling it, oh, look at that charcuterie board. I've not seen that. I've only seen the charcuterie lady. Yeah. She goes, oh. charcuterie. I know what this is the baby grapes or the baby grapes. Yes. Oh, I love her too. But she's fantastic. And she loves the honeycomb. Yeah. But anyway. If you make any charcuterie boards or charcuterie boards to listen to our show, please send us a picture. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I do love seeing a picture of a good charcuterie board. I did actually see a funny TikTok that was like, why are millennials so obsessed with charcuterie? And it sat there for a minute, do, 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 do. And then it Lunchables. showed a picture of a Lunchable. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, cute. Yeah, I love that. Anyway. Yeah. So, do you want to hear a story? I sure would. Okay, we're going to call this one Disappearance at Sea. Okay. Uh, and before I forget, I'm just going to say my sources because apparently I put them up top. It's Retro Kimmer with a, with a K.com. And www, I don't need to say the W's. Why am I saying them? Um, peeniewally.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is actually, have you ever heard, of, this is a restaurant owner. I'm not going to lie, I wrote this story a while ago, so it might take me a second to catch up to myself. But uh, Muir Seafoods? Yes. Okay, so like super fancy seafood chain yeah right like really really the chuck mirror or whatever i think there's some there might be some steakhouses or something too i know they're in the midwest i know they're on the east coast i'm not sure if they're anywhere else but chuck mirror the main guy he grew up in michigan okay and he opened his first restaurant in october of 1964 and he later opened a restaurant in palm beach florida called charlie's crab which turned into a chain throughout florida i heard so that again was like the 60s Chuck Muir was a very successful renovator of historical buildings into many of his upscale restaurants. For example, the Gandhi Dancer in Ann Arbor. I know her. Mm-hmm. And again, many of uh, his restaurants were like Metro Detroit yeah. kind of area. I don't know that anywhere in Detroit proper, but yeah. Yeah. So we're going to kind of actually just jump right into this. Okay. In 1993. So, you know, this is 30 years later. He is doing well right yeah they are good uh he and his wife are living a a very abundant life we'll say and he actually sounded like a pretty cool guy for you know sometimes like it doesn't sound like it all kind of went down like it sounds like he was still pretty cool and like he was actually a good person to work for too i don't have this written down but there was like several accounts of people like just really really liking working for his his restaurants and stuff Mm -hmm. So in 1993, he and his wife and two friends sailed through the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, no. Guess what? They, they never returned. Damn. Who knows? So the 40-foot boat disappeared on a trip from the Bahamas to Jupiter, Florida in 1993. That's where American Horror Story Freak Show was set. Sorry. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be like the lo- from the Triangle. Yeah. It might be like kind of a access point in florida like one of the closer like one of the yeah Yeah. so i bet it's got some more i'm interested now i bet it's got more oaky spookies yes because american horror always chooses very well yeah oh yeah definitely oh the boat was appropriately named charlie's crab i was just about to say i know it had something to do with fucking crabs yeah and a week after the disappearance the case went off the radar and went cold because they're just 
wasn't a whole lot. Right. Someone else has appeared in the Bermuda Triangle. They're like, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's just, it's the ocean. It's big. It's real big. Like, we still don't know about Malaysia 227. Yeah. Because the ocean is big. Like, not to get into that. That's a whole thing. But yeah. Yeah. So a little bit about him, too. He had left his job at IBM and jumped into building restaurants. And like I said, they were very wealthy and it grossed more than $60 million annually. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that was a pretty nice boat. Yeah. So he and his wife, Betty, and their friends, George and Lynn Drummy, disappeared when a storm hit the East Coast and it led to 40 foot waves. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so Charlie's crab was last seen March 2nd, 1993, sailing northwest from the Bahamas, where it was due to arrive on March 13th. Mm-hmm. So an 11 day journey at 425 a.m. on March 13th. A call came to nine into 911 in Palm Beach County. The operator could hear nothing but static crackling. Spooky. Static. Yeah. The weather had been clear and calm when Charles, Betty, George and Lynn set sail from the Bahamas for the trip back to Florida but took a turn developing, I guess it actually says 30-foot seas and winds of about 70 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. 30 to 40. Um, so that was 425. 427, a second call came in. Just static again. This is more than likely the last time they were heard from. Okay. So even now, there is literally no trace of the 40-foot boat or its four occupants. So no, no wreckage, no anything has drifted ashore. Just nothing. Just disappeared. Yes. So that was the third March 13th. On March 11th, the boat itself was spotted coming into the marina, circling around and coming back out, according to the dock master. And again, this is in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. This was the last day anybody talked to anyone from the boat. And when George Drummy, so the friend, called his son from Nassau in the Bahamas mm-hmm. and said, we're in Nassau. See you son- on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So... A little bit about them. Um, he was actually a pretty skilled sailor. He had left only a general itinerary. It, let's say words itinerary of their trip with his business associates and seven children. Uh-huh. Uh, he sailed from March. March. I can't read. He sailed from Florida on March second or third, mm-hmm. and his wife and their friends flew to meet him on Parad- Paradise Island. So he had done the out there trip. Yeah. Chuck Mirror by himself. Yeah. Um, from there. They uh, were to dial in from Nassau to Chub K, which is in the Berry Islands, and leave for Jupiter on March 11th. So they had the whole itinerary. Kind yeah, of they had planned out. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is, quote, that's a huge area. That's an unsearchable area. And the fact that we, or the fact that the Gulf Stream is involved makes it even more difficult. We need to narrow that down. We need to find somebody who's talked to them in between those two parts, Berry's Island and Jupiter. And that was said by Coast Guard Lieutenant Mark Dolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time the surprise storm left Florida, it had killed more people than Hurricane Andrew and caused over $500 million in damages. Holy crap. Yeah. So this is a big storm, which I've never heard of this storm. Uh, what was it called again? Because, um, it was in 1983. I don't think I wrote it down, actually. I mean, I wasn't alive. I don't know why I'm thinking I would know it. Uh, I was barely alive. Well, no, I was I was. But I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was a child. Crew members. Uh, oh, I jumped ahead. So they battled the 30 foot seas, 70 mile per hour winds. The freak storm would later be called the storm of the century, superstorm, or storm with no name. There it is. So there's the name. Yeah. So it wasn't a hurricane, it was just a storm. Yeah. But again, caused more damage than Hurricane, hurricane Andrew. Okay. That's crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Crew members on the Coast Guard Falcon jet were the last ones to see the boat. On routine patrol, they had flown past the boat around 2.45 p.m. At this point, they were headed northwest from Chub K towards Great Isaac Light, which is a light tower used as a coal landmark on the western edge of the Bahamas. Uh, and they were on track towards Jupiter, yeah. Florida. And then nobody expected the storm. The forecast was for about 30 to 40 knots with occasional gusts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what a knot exactly equals to. I, guess, I think a knot is literally miles per hour. A nautical mile uh, per hour, maybe. Yeah, because then it says nobody expected 70 to 80 knots. And I know it was 70 mile per hour winds. It's a yeah. wicked thing. Uh, and that was stated by Donald Farrar. Okay. Um, so no traces were ever found. There was a massive search and rescue operation because he was rich. Duh. Yeah. Of course there was. Uh, there was a post from the granddaughter of Lynn Drummy saying that their family spent months on helicopters searching. Uh, Adrian Franco works out that she worked for the Chuckmere restaurants for almost 20 years in Pittsburgh. And she stated, this is one of the accounts. Chuck was the kind of guy who might've been rich, rich, but he was approachable down to earth and you could talk to him. Mm-hmm. So he was like a really respected guy. Yeah. Um, and that's really, I mean, this, uh, again, this kind of really wraps up quickly, but there were two cookbooks published by his family posthumously mm-hmm. in his honor. And his daughter, yeah, his daughter said, quote, my dad has been sailing his whole life, but that storm was so bad. Oh, God, I don't know. Dang. Yeah. Uh, also, too, it must be noted that the ship itself was actually equipped with a homing device that can be activated automatically or manually in an emergency mm-hmm. to a satellite. And it was never activated. Because they're in the Bermuda Triangle that cuts out electricity or something, right? Like, don't electronics yeah. not work well, or something? Well, there's a lot of stuff about the Bermuda Triangle. There's electronic problems. Um, they also call the Bermuda Triangle Devil's Triangle or Hurricane Alley. Mm-hmm. And a lot of aircrafts and ships have disappeared under mysterious circumstances. That's so spooky. Yeah, there's always like a cloud of mystery. And it's literally, if you look it up, We'll post a picture of the triangle to itself because it's from like the tip of Florida. So Jupiter um, up to Bermuda and down to a spot in Puerto Rico and kind of that whole area of ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also it's amongst the most heavily traveled shipping lanes in the world. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of travel there specifically just because there's those islands down there and cruise ships and, you know, all those kind of things. Um, and then popular culture is kind of taken over and even this like abnormal twist because it is a dangerous sea, basically. Yeah. And some people think it's extraterrestrial. There's, you know, some reports of some, you know, specific um, reasons people think that, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it's a little all over the place, too. But yeah, um, let's see here, actually. Oh, some people blame it on the leftover uh, lost colony of Atlantis. Oh, mm-hmm. some people think that Atlantis is submerged rock formation called the Bimini Road off the island of Bimini in the Bahamas. They think that's part of Atlantis. Uh-huh. Other people think that there's UFO situations kind of happening down there. Lots of theories, lots of unexplained anomalous things. There's also a lot of compass problems huh. that happen around there. Yeah, so... Wikipedia says, while some have theorized that unusual lot local magnetic anomalies may exist in the area, such anomalies have not been found. But a lot of people have kind of reported their compasses don't work. Yeah. And I mean, they do deal with magnets and there is different 
polls. I'm not a science person. Yeah. But yeah, but you also also have to remember that the Gulf Stream goes through there too. Mm -hmm. So that's going to affect like the way that somebody travels through there. Yeah. And there is these storms. So, I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that like people yeah. would disappear. But yeah, if you're if you're more interested in the Bermuda Triangle, this is not a Bermuda Triangle podcast. Uh, <laughs> we don't do a lot of geometry in general. No, there's definitely like a lot of accounts of disappearances and such within the triangle yeah including detroit's own seafood legend chuck Muir and his yeah. wife and their friend r.i.p yeah i mean it's crazy when anybody disappears but like this is a somewhat you know prolific metro detroit yeah restaurant tour even if you've never been to those restaurants i feel like you've heard that name yeah oh no i've definitely heard the name i could like mm -hmm. see like, the sign for the seafood place yeah, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. When restaurants are occupiable again. Yeah. Because I am not going to restaurants now. Yeah, not a fan. Mm -mm. Takeout. Takeout's cool. Love takeout. Be responsible. Huge takeout fan. Although I'm trying mm -hmm. to cook more because I got, was getting too much takeout there for a minute. I haven't been too bad, actually. Um, I haven't had it in a while. Nice. I had Taco Bell the other day, I know. Oh, I would love to. Somebody Bell. brought it to me. Yes. Lisa brought it to me. <laughs> yes. By the bonfire. It was great. Yes. Well, thank you for that story. I'm so spooked and intrigued about. I always like, kind of forget about the Bermuda Triangle, but I'm always fascinated when it comes mm -hmm. up because it is just such an odd thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if somebody told me about this or I just came across it when I was researching because, again, I kind of put this together a while ago. Yeah. And I think I kind of reserved from doing it because it is a little shorter and there wasn't like a lot, mm -hmm. you know. That's still interesting. I feel like it's an ooky spooky. We haven't mm -hmm. had one in a minute. Yeah. Because who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Muir and his wife and friend chilling in uh, the triangle somewhere. Maybe they're chilling with Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Maybe they all party. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> right. So. And now I want seafood. Yes. I don't have seafood, but I do have two truths and a lie. Oh, good. They're pretty similar. It'd be so crazy. I know it's not, but like, it'd be so crazy if your two truths and a lie was randomly about seafood. <laughs> See, I was thinking of how funny it would be if it was like, check under your seat, and there's just a basket of fish sticks. That'd be amazing. Right. I do yeah. love a fish stick every once in a while. Yes. 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 Fish sticks. Like, I never think to buy them, and I haven't had one in such a minute, but just saying a lot, I'm like, oh, yeah, fish sticks. I remember them. Trader Joe's has really good um, fish nuggets. They're kind Ooh. of a weak spot for me. I don't get them often when I do. Oh, man. So good. So, yep. my two truths and a lie, not about seafood. Okay. But it is about Mario. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I no. should have known to research. Because <laughs> the 35th anniversary of Mario was this year, and um, they put out a new game like for the Switch called like Super Mario 3D All Stars, and it has like mm -hmm. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy all in the same game for the Switch. Yeah, been obsessed with it all weekend because mm -hmm. it came out Friday. So I figured I'd do a little Mario trivia just to celebrate his 35th. Mm -hmm. So 
Fact number one. Mario wasn't a plumber originally. He started out as a carpenter. Fact number two. We saw Mario for the first time in 1985 when Super Mario Brothers came out for the NES. Fact number three. The Super Mario 2... The Super Mario Brothers 2 we got here in the U.S. was actually a repurposed game called Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic. What was the year in the second one? 1985. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with number one being the lie. No, that is true. Like, um, in the... He started off as a carpenter before they changed him to a plumber. I'm not sure why, but... I think it was a good move. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because there's a lot of pipes. Goes through pipes a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've also seen him in many other roles, such as Dr. Mario. Apparently he was an archaeologist once, and then also a toy tycoon. So he's had a lot of different jobs other than saving Princess Peach. Okay. So, that at least affects two and three. I'm going to go with number two being a lie. That is correct. Yes. Which... You, you gave me a little bit of a... That was tricky. Yeah. No, because like the the 1985, that is 35 years ago, and that was the first Super Mario game. Mm -hmm. But the first time we saw Mario was in 1981 in the arcade game Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Back then, he wasn't known as Mario, though. He like, he was first known as Jumpman. That was his name, Jumpman. Oh, yeah, because he just a little. Yeah. Things. Eh. Yeah. And also, like, the damsel in distress in that game is not Peach, but the first, like, woman he's trying to say was a woman named Pauline. Oh, Pauline. Yeah, which is Always actually fun. In trouble. Yeah, it's fun because uh, in the most recent Mario, like the most recent new one, uh, Odyssey, uh, mm-hmm. she comes back and she's the mayor of one of the cities that you're in. Oh, that's cute. So I thought it was a kind of a fun... Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. I have some other um, fun facts. So fact three is true. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers we got here was actually a game called Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic. They just, like, changed the sprites to be Mario, Luigi, etc. Okay. And the reason they did that is because the original Super Mario Brothers 2 was released in Japan on the Famicom Disk System, which was, like, this weird, like, add-on for the NES that they had only in Japan that, like, played... I think they were floppy disks, so they weren't, like, straight-up, like, CDs. Yeah. Yeah, back then it couldn't have been a CD. Yeah, so obviously, like, that was only released in Japan. Most people don't know it here, but, um, so they were like, I don't want to figure out how to get this floppy disk to play on a system in America that doesn't have the capability, so they just said, yeah, well, I'll take the other game, put Mario in it, and we'll call it Mario 2, which is why it's so much different than the rest. I like it. I like to, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite. I think th- like, of the originals, uh, like for the NES ones, three is my favorite. Three is my favorite, but I like two because it is weird. I mean, it's weird though, like the whole because isn't it like one player or something? Yeah, yeah, like that part's strange, and like, but I like the um weird bird mouse you walk into. Yes, the weird bird mouse. I also like <laughs> that's the first game that Birdo's in. The like pink yeah, dinosaur looking yeah, yeah. thing with like the huge mouth yeah. that like pop, shoots eggs. Yeah, and eats the eggs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or not eats the eggs. But yeah, shoots them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some other fun facts too. Mario has been in over two hundred games. March tenth is Mario Day because M A R March uh, ten one zero Mario. Oh my gosh! 
So they always do a little something special on March 10th for Nintendo stuff. Also, Mario was kind of the bad guy in Donkey Kong because the story was um, Mario mistreated his pet Donkey Kong, which caused Donkey Kong to kidnap Mario's girlfriend, Pauline. So, <laughs> fun fact, I guess. Also, so fun. Mario's character design wasn't really so much as like trying to create a character as just like working with the limitations of graphics back then. So like, yeah hair was hard to do so they just gave him a hat and like to differentiate his nose and his mouth they could put a mustache there and then to make it tell when his arms are moving they gave him overalls so like his arms would be one color than the rest of his body so the kind oh, okay. of the design was kind of more like reverse engineered to fit the graphics instead of the other way around which i thought was interesting like cover abnormalities right okay here's the last one so wario wario <laughs> Yeah. So he's basically the evil version of Mario. And I was always like, that was dumb. They just flipped the M. But then I realized it was clever because it's not just flipping the W. It actually is a combination of the words Mario and Warui, which is, uh, it means bad or mean spirited. So basically, like Wario is a portmanteau of Warui and Mario. And the same thing with Luigi. Like like how Waluigi is uh, Luigi's bad guy, which is. Funny too, because it's yeah. like, yeah, literally has it's a hilarious there. name. Yeah, yeah. So those are some fun Mario facts. I love it. That's fun. Thank you. No problem. I think that wraps us, though. I think it does. Yeah. A nice little package with a cute little bow on top. Yes. Maybe some dried flowers. Yes. Yeah. I saw Ina Garden using uh, edible violets on something she was making yesterday. Love that. I'm getting yeah. real into the edible flowers. Yeah. I guess I have lavender right now. I want to grow my collection. I got to do it slowly. I don't yeah. need to invest like $100 in the dried flowers. Yeah. For teas. There's just so <laughs> many yeah. things. So many hobbies and interesting things. I mean, I got a label maker the other day, so I'm ready to go. Love that. With the hobbies. Yes. Dymo. I got an old school one too, the punch one, not an electronic one. Those are so much easier because I feel like the like, I mean, the, like the electronic ones aren't hard, but I feel like the tape is so expensive. It is, and also I kind of like the aesthetic and the look, and I like feeling the bumps. Yeah, when you no, I love embossed them. plastic, and it was cheap. It was ten dollars to get the, the actual device, and it came with three rolls. Oh, sick! Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna label everything. So yeah, look at world, I'm labeling. I can't wait to just um, my name across my forehead. Yeah, just like <laughs> labels everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to distract from us wrapping up. That's uh, fine. Talking about wrappings and label makers. But yeah, so we thank you all for joining us this week. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, in the future, I'll figure out my sound situation for y'all. Yeah. Um, and oh, oh, I was just say social media. I was just gonna say. Subscribe, rate, review. I was going to mix it up. I was yeah, going to do it in a different do it. order. Mix it up. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, Patreon coming soon. I don't have it out yet, but I will have it out by the end of this week. Probably by the time this episode airs. Okay. So um, that'll be on our social medias too when we put it out. Yeah. So it'll be pretty apparent. Um, yeah. But it is coming. We've got some cool stuff in the tiers. So mm-hmm. check it out. Also, yeah. if you want to, speaking of our social medias, you can find us 
at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Detroit Strange at gmail.com for our email. I don't know why I had up mm-hmm to confirm. No, I do that all <laughs> the time when you're me. talking, so I get it. Yeah. Oh, now I don't know what to do because I did my part earlier. Uh, so I guess. Until next time? Until next time. Stay, Stay strange. <laughs> strange. We, we got Not there. Not the but I still love it, yeah. Yes. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo Sax and Violence.